1: Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Tight ends, spring game roster. We got it all right here to kind of wrap up spring practice before the orange and blue game on Thursday night. So if you're on the way to Gainesville, um, tomorrow when this is you know this is being recorded on Wednesday, if you're on the way to Gainesville, you can maybe hopefully listen to this on the way, or if you're catching the replay or whatever. Thank you so much. Uh, but we got uh, a roster to talk about that was released not long before recording this episode. And we'll get into this last position group that we haven't heard much from as far as, you know, players involved. And of course, the new coach, Russ Calloway, they're being announced. So uh, maybe quick episode around. If you're listening, if you're watching live on YouTube at eight o'clock, Florida victorious, new NIL group uh, in charge, leading the way there at Florida, Nate Barbera is going to join me, the CEO of Florida Victoria. So, Uh, I'll call it on this episode and then I'll come right back live uh, with another episode tonight. So busy, busy time right here on Gators Breakdown, wrapping up spring, uh, spring practice, right before the orange and blue game. And then of course, the big announcement with Florida victorious in the NIL space So hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. All these episodes coming your way right here on Gators Breakdown and join Gators Breakdown plus also, if you haven't done so yet, a lot of conversation, of course, uh, recruiting going on around this week as well. A lot of uh, hot topics there uh, on the discord and just you know we'll be talking that spring game right there in that discord as well on Thursday night. So, all right, let's get straight to it. Of course, Keon Zipper now missing the rest of the season. Uh, Odom dealing with his injury as well, missing spring. Xander's has been dealing with a, a an injury too uh, this spring. So Florida for the second spring in a row been kind of beat up at the tight end position. Uh, but even before the spring, you guys know I've been on the on the on the hype train of one Arliss Boardingham, And it kind of seems to, to, that has taken place this spring here at the tight end position. So, um, you know, it, and also Xanders was dealing with the position change, you know, last season. So not a ton of experience uh, at the position now. Uh, so yeah, it, you're young uh, because, uh, you know, when Odom comes back, of course he played a lot last year. We'll see what his timetable is. Uh, and you're going to be relying on some young guys. And we'll get into that right here on this episode. But first, let's go back to Russ Calloway, the new tight end coach for the Gators. William Pigler on his way out. Russ Calloway comes in. And I tell you what, uh, I'm excited for his offensive background, for what he was able to do as an offensive coordinator at the FCS level, uh, leading those offenses there. We get to hear from him right here. But as becoming the tight end coach, the offense that Billy Napier runs and – And working with Billy Napier.
2: That's extremely exciting. Um, You know, I've had the chance to work with Coach Napier at at Alabama in 2011, 2012, and we've kind of carried our relationship over. um, And that was a big reason why I chose to. Come down here after leaving the Giants, is I want to be with a good a good person. Um, that new new ball, new people, and was uh, uh, a joy to be around and work for. And uh, I'm just I'm thankful for the opportunity and uh, look forward to doing some good things. So, w- how would you characterize the use of the tight end in Billy's offense? Yeah, you know the way I look at it is, you know, I, the reason why I think Coach Napier is so good is. He's always going to scheme up the the best players on the team to get the ball. So we have ways to get tight ends the ball. We have ways to get the running backs, the receivers, so forth and so on. I, I think too many people just see the see what they see on Saturday and they just assume, oh, uh, you know, they don't involve the tight end or they don't involve the receivers, whatever. Coach Saper's a great coach. He's a great scheme guy, great fundamentals and everything he's 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 going to get the best players of the ball the, the ones that give us the best chance to win what we do offensively is is it's not easy but it's it's good once you learn it because we have tools and answers for everything and i think that's what part of the reason why we're so successful and coach napier has been so successful is because once problems arise and they occur he has a way to fix it and once that first year system is quote unquote under your belt after spring ball, fall camp, you kind of saw the wheels turning, wheels turning. Then all of a sudden, we get to the first first week before the game. Then all of a sudden, it's starting to click, and those guys are 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 starting to play fast and make plays. You know, we we typically play with a Y and a an H. Um, the Y is more of a, a a bigger body that can do some inline blocking uh, and is 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 usually bigger in stature. The H is more of a not as not as not quite as big um, is a quote unquote a little bit more of a receiving type tight end. Um, but we again, we have ways to to get the Y of the ball. We have ways to get the H of the ball. So, typically, if, if you were to draw it up, you would want the the Y to be the bigger blocking type that has good hands, can make plays in the pass game, and the H is the guy that you can usually extend out of the formation, create mismatches, um, which is kind of you know what you saw a little bit last year, and probably what we'll see a little bit more of this year. The thing that separates Coach Napier from, you know, all those guys. Uh, Kirby, you know, I work with, Jeremy Pruitt, uh, Coach Saban, all those guys I was with that was there. I would say Coach Napier is is truly a, a cut from all of it, like recruiting, system, uh, person, you know, coach, scheme. Like he he's the perfect blend of all the good things that those guys bring to the table. Not to talk bad about anybody because they're tremendous coaches, but I, I, that's, again, part of the reason why I think Coach Napier so good is because he's – He's got a little bit of everything. Um, and it's, I think it's just a matter of time. Um, in year two, we're going, we're going to see some, see some growth.
1: There we go. High praise there from Callaway towards Billy Napier and working with him for his career back at Alabama and uh, coming to him with a Florida last year. Now translating it to this year as well. Now an own field coach and being able to kind of share his knowledge of, you know, he, he had an exciting passing game there at the FCS level. So, you know, I think maybe hopefully they can lean on him too. So look, we're all looking to see these, th- this tight end group take a, to, to 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 take a leap and take a jump in, in in production, and maybe hopefully some of that is due to some of the the uh, weapons that you have, you know and Billy April not a heavy history of course of leaning on the tight ends in the passing game, but now maybe with somebody like an Arvis Boardingham who we'll get even more into uh, coming up this episode of, you know, you, you have a versatile weapon like that. You no, know, you decide to use it. And Callaway explains the offense, says, hey, we're, if, if, if the weapons are there, we're going to find a way to use it. Okay, well we'll, well, we'll need to see that. If you have that weapon like um, Boardingham waiting in the wings, and we saw Zipper, you know, flashes last year, especially the Tennessee game, AR finds him, and he, you know, makes, makes the play himself there. So, you know, hopefully – Even a design, a lot more design to get the tight ends involved uh, here. You you heard him mention why the Y spot for the tight end, the bigger body, the H quote-unquote H-back, you know, more of that receiving tight ends. There's going to be 12 personnel, two tight ends on the field. And it's probably the way you're looking at it now. If they are healthy, Dante Sanders in that Y, Arliss Bordingham in that H. You know, If they're on the field at the same time, that's kind of the way you'll see it. If those are your top two tight ends, which I kind of believe they are. Uh, Hayden Henson, which we'll get into in just a second too, making a move. Jonathan Odom comes back as well uh, to maybe kind of fill both those uh, roles there. So hopefully some, depth comes back just because Florida gets healthy and stays healthy at the tight end position. Uh, but some high praise there from Russ Calloway and working with Billy Napier. Hopefully all that high praise you know, comes to fruition and, and Billy Napier can transition from year one to year two and build on year two to be here at Florida for a very, very long time. Involve these tight ends uh, and, and, as well. So Arlo Sportingham definitely excited to see what he brings to the table. I, you guys could tell I was excited about him coming into the spring. I'm ready to see uh, him unleash, I think, Thursday night will probably be uh, an opportunity to see that unleashed in the spring game format, but we do need to see that translate. Well, we, we've heard it. We, the, his name come up a bit in all the practice notes there. We need, we, we need to come up and, and see that in the spring game if we can, but it needs to translate where we hear it in fall camp and we see it, uh, Artis Bordingham's name on the stat sheet uh, or any tight end's name on the stat sheet come fall. Graham Mertz, back at Wisconsin, loves throwing to his tight ends. If he's the guy, is he going to be looking for the tight ends when he drops back to pass? So uh, I do think, you know, if you can adapt to your talent, you got a different quarterback. I think you got a pass-catching weapon tight end. You know, if you have the talent at the tight end position, Russ Calloway says Billy Napier will adjust. We'll get the balls to the tight ends. We got to go see it happen. So – We'll keep it going uh, right here, and we'll go to some players right here uh, in discussing um, You know, the guys that have had to step up so far. Russ Callaway says the tight end position has handled the zipper injury very well, better than anticipated. Credits to coaching staff for the structure of practice, meetings, walkthroughs, having the players ready to go when something like an injury happens. The guys respond. So because of the reps, because of the atmosphere of practice where there's no days off in that setting – the spring game is more of a step back because it's more of a game setting, less reps, practices harder, maybe a breath of fresh, fresh air in this orange and blue game. And that should translate to where you see some young guys, of course, Arlis Sportingham, Hayden Hanson, Dante Sanders. There's your main three. We'll get into the roster in just a bit. Uh, but you know, those are the guys that will be getting a majority of the reps. And these players have taken advantage of the reps now. Arles Sportingham, Hayden Hansen. So here's Callaway and Arlis Boardingham on that pair
2: with Arliss you know he's extremely gifted um he he, he's a unique unique player that can do a lot of different things he can run block he can pass block he can run routes he can catch the ball he can make plays um with the ball in his hand you know the big thing with Arliss and I I was telling somebody earlier is you know he's in a position and a role now that he is a uh uh, we want him to be a junior or senior but in reality he's a redshirt freshman um and we're, it's our job as coaches to move them along as fast as we can. Uh, I think the most improvement, though, has been in the in the meeting room just from a maturity standpoint on the field. Um, you know, he, he has taken more of a leadership role in a young at a young age, but I think that speaks to the type of person that he is and the type of competitor that he is. So I would say really more from that standpoint I've seen his growth. On the, on the way you describe him, Hayden just kind of – Looks like a lie, but obviously, a former quarterback has had to make the move. Where have you seen the most growth from him? Uh, really, all the way around. He's done a tremendous job. Um, you know, he's, like you said, a former quarterback. He's a very bright young man. Um, being a quarterback, you wouldn't think he'd be as physical as he is, but he is. He, he is. he is extremely physical, does a really nice job in the run game, and to be a bigger guy, has smooth and soft hands. Uh, and can make plays in the past game. So really just all the way around with him, you know, he was kind of uh, in a backseat role last year. Now he's been kinda of thrust forward and um I've been really impressed with Hayden, I really have.
0: I feel like Hayden is uh, a great blocker. I feel like being his size and his frame that he can he's a really good blocker and with that blocking comes my speed that I'm able to block as well. But again if you put a linebacker on me then scary things might happen. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think like
1: this spring game on Thursday is somewhat of a big opportunity for the both of you mm-hmm. to kind of showcase your talent.
0: Definitely. I feel like it's a big opportunity for all the guys. A lot of these, all of us haven't really been able to see the field last year. So I feel like this is a big opportunity for us to just show our talents to the world,
1: see how far we came since last year. There we go. Arla, 6'3", 246. Hayden Hansen, six six two fifty nine. I mean, there's your size right there uh, from these two young tight ends here. And these are guys that are, that are having to be adjusted uh, a bit. We'll get into it even more with Bordyham, but you know, transferring from more of a receiver to a tight end. Hayden Hansen, quarterback. Now, tight end and Hanson, you know, the guy we'll get in here to just a second before we go deep dive on Arnold Sportingham. But, you know, somebody, I mean, that's 6'6, 259, uh, very athletic. I mean, so you you sit there and maybe fit him into that Y role, that bigger body tight end role, where he's going to have to block, maybe get some receptions, but blocking is going to be the first and foremost um, aspect of being that Y spot tied in. So it's uh, honestly, you know, we'll look at it and you know, him and Xanders, I think, you know, Xanders experience from last year, uh, being able to, to be a leader uh, there, you know, Billy Napier, very, very high uh, on Dante Xanders. Of course, not the passing threat uh, as a tied in, but did spring uh, a lot of big runs last year because of what Xanders was able to do in the blocking game, you got to have that first Hayden Hansen kind of, you know, learning the ropes uh, and taking advantage of some of the reps while Xander's nursing an injury this spring, Hayden Hansen, a big body. I mean, you, you'll find in the red zone. Uh, I think, you know, in short yardage situations to where it's a passing down, maybe you get him involved there, you know, the fake, the block or, or block and then run the route. Uh, I think, you know, things you'll find that where they can design this offense around him, but Hayden Hansen, you know, how does the, how fast does he transition uh, in, in making the, the uh, the move from you know high school, not a lot of experience that tied in, to now coming to Florida SEC, uh, making that transition there, being able to learn last year, not be thrust in, forced in uh, to, to, to you know, in, in that role, now gets to you know have benefit uh, of the spring of all the reps there uh, that the coaching staff uh, throwing at him, so. The one I'm excited about, we'll get to hear from him for the first time right here, kind of detailing his game a bit. One Arliss Boardingham right here on his game, his development right now at the tight end spot for the Gators.
0: Just embrace the opportunity I was given. I know we had some injuries come along during the spring camp and even from last year, so just to take the opportunity that I was given and try to make the most of it.
2: Well, how would you kind of describe your style of play? We don't we don't get a whole lot of eyeballs on these right. practices. Uh, I'd just say
0: versatile. Versatile tight end. I came in being a receiver at first. Uh, just playing receiver in high school and just coming here, coach Napier told me to trust the process, playing tight end and just learning. Do you bring wide receiver speed? Definitely. Oh, definitely. Coming from track, definitely.
2: Track. Track. Whoa, track! Yeah. yeah, tell us. Yeah, yeah, I ran Maybe. track.
0: Ran track in high school. Was big track guy. I ran track before I played football. Loved track all day. So I just feel like that speed is what what makes me different from was at ends. I think I've come along really far from where I came from because I came from um, playing wide out in high school, not really blocking at all, not really having to you know be in the trenches or anything like that. So just this that this first year and this spring was, I really feel like I've gained a lot. In, in the run blocking scheme. Do
2: you know which tight end played here recently that kind of followed a similar path? The wide receiver tight end?
0: Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was told he played uh, receiver when he first got here and then they switched him to tight end. Draw a little inspiration yeah. from that? Definitely. Definitely. It was one of the reasons that I came here. I saw what he was doing uh, in the recruitment trail and I was still getting recruited and I saw him and that was something that I thought that I could do. What's it been like just working with Coach Callaway just mm-hmm. as he's taken over the room? It's definitely been... I would say interesting because he's a great coach and he definitely brings something different to the table. Um, he was, I would say, like you said, the emphasis on the run. We definitely been working the run, and I feel like <laughs> we've been doing a great job at that again. And I just feel like he's bringing all. He's we're getting real serious in that room, and I feel like it's going to be something special.
1: And then he also said you took a little bit of a leadership role, I mm-hmm. mean, of course, with the, uh, the injuries. Right. And allowing you to have an opportunity. Can you kind of just talk about being a leader and just year two?
0: Yeah, I would say it's definitely been, uh, well, if he'll tell you, he'll say I had to do a lot of growing up real fast, and I feel like it was something that I asked for, though. Although it came quick, it was something that I saw me, myself doing. Um, I feel like the younger guys who really are the same age as me, but just coming in, I feel like we've taken a or I've taken a, a bigger role and just helping them just going along, just helping them with the little things, the details that might be slipped through that you might not get just from playing with everything going on in college football.
1: Yeah. You heard Callaway mention it earlier. Boardingham's going to become a leader already as a, as, as a, as a second year player under Billy Napier. Uh, now the guys at safety last year, they do have some experience. They played some roles, but you know you're looking at you know safeties back there uh, who are in their second year. Kamari Wilson and Miguel Mitchell, guys in their second year, they got to be leaders back there in that safety room. They're already kind of maybe fast tracking Artis Boardingham to maybe be on that as well, maybe because he forced to be because of the injury situation. But also as the guys, you know, even before Zipper went out with the injury and stuff, you know, do we 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 were previewing spring high on artist Boardingham. Spring practice starts, first few practices, Arliss Bordingham's name is coming up, and then all throughout spring practice as well. So, you know, you, you, you hope that he has those leadership traits if, you know, if he's going to be out there on the field producing uh, as a tight end, and hopefully more, more so than last year. You know, of course, I mean, you go back to last year, Keon Zipper, of course, injured eight games, but 13 catches in those eight games. You're not really going to jump off the page at your Dante Zanders, not your receiving tight end. You know, they're not really going to be looking at Dante Zanders as, you know, and, you know, and making the determination of uh, Billy Napier's offense, you know, this, there's two tight ends and one of them, especially one like Dante Zanders, not going to get a whole lot of passes this way. 13 games, only 10 catches, you know, okay. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. You know, in, in this offense. And then of course, Jonathan Oden comes along nine games, seven catches uh, there for him. So, you know, we like to see if the guys are available and they're producing, and you know, Billy Napier feels like he can rely on them. Hopefully, we do see the more than thirteen catches, ten catches, seven catches. Somebody from our uh, Arless Boardingham, from what we're hearing, hopefully it does translate more into that, to where you know, at times talking around, asking around people, unguardable at times. And you heard him; he's very confident in using that track speed that he has. He hopes somebody puts a linebacker on him. He's very confident you, can, you, you can't cover me uh with a linebacker. So uh, hopefully, you know, that's the way football's going now. Uh and, and the mismatch uh that we seem to to go uh with, with the big bodied um slasher types where the tight end can be a wide receiver if you want to look at him in certain ways. You heard the Kyle Pint- Kyle Pitts mention there. Okay, yeah, you know, that's that that's a lofty name, uh a lofty comparison to put up there. Not to say Be Kyle Pitts, but maybe be like Kyle Pitts, but different styles here. You know, Kyle Pitts, one of the best to ever do it. Not putting that pressure, not putting that comparison on one the sporting hand, but can he be a mismatch like that? Can you line him up and he use that big body to tower over a cornerback or a safety? Can he use his speed to run away from a linebacker and be that mismatch problem speed wise? So those are the things. Those are, the, of course, you're, you're looking at to maybe you know be there that wasn't necessarily there last year, you know, and and you know no matter Keon Zipper there anyway, maybe and you know a production there in year two, used to the offense now, figuring out what you have from the coaches and the players, developing, getting that second year under their belt where they take the. You know, not a lot of experience, definitely not a lot of experience in, in, in this room, especially when Zipper goes down. There's just not a ton of experience. So a lot of this is going to just be potential. We, we hear about this and we've heard for years, no matter what spring it is, no matter what team it is, there's always that guy we hear about in spring practice and it never really comes to fruition. No, I no, am not, not, not saying that's what's going to happen with all the sporting ham here. You I absolutely hope that's not what's going to happen here. Um, for the for the sake of I think he can really help you know whoever the quarterback is a tight end can be your best friend especially if he's that short yardage mismatch uh there if he you know can shield off you know big body a, a defender away or use that speed to outrun a tight end on those little drag we, we we've seen the, jar, the drag routes in this offense and i'm sure are certainly going to be a big part of this offense still use that speed to get across the field in those Four, five, six-yard routes and see—you know—you're your, be, your, be your quarterback's best friend. Um, not so far down the field. So, can we hit that on a more consistent basis? Be that chain mover. So, absolutely, I'm, I'm excited about the potential of this group, especially Artis Boardingham. Maybe Jonathan Odom comes back as well, uh, gives you another depth piece there for the Gators. But right now, I mean, you look at Tony Livingston as well was supposed to come in last class. Held off, came in on this class, so he's young. This is his quote-unquote first year uh, with the program as well. So once zipper row goes down, you're really just relying on a lot of youth and a lot of inexperience, you know, throwing Xanders in there as well with only one year under his belt, and that being a position change at the same time. So, I mean, yeah, there's there are numbers if you get everybody healthy, but still a lot to be proven with this group. But I, th- I expect, maybe like last year, <laughs> what we see in the spring game, though, those guys are heavy targets. And, and, and we'll see where it goes there. But I do think they can help the quarterback a bit. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I like that versatile piece. I, I, you know, can it be more of a weapon than Zipper was last year? I mean, I think that's what we're at least the base that we're looking for from the tight end position. If you're going to have more of a receiving threat at that position, can he bring more to the table than, you know, basically what we got uh, from Keon Zippero last year. And I'm look, he's even looking for the same for Zippero. Could he, you know, build on his production last year? So, you know, we'll, we'll see where this offense goes. Where this offense goes into designing, getting the tight end the ball. But those guys got to do their job as well. All right, so there we go. We've heard from every coach. We've heard from most of the players uh, that – Florida gave us throughout spring practice. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, hearing from the only time we'll hear from the coaches, (laughs) the coaching staff, besides Billy Napier. uh, He doesn't let him speak in the fall. Uh, So, you know, there we go. Good to hear from the Uh, first-timers. There with Russ Calloway like that, the return of Billy Gonzalez, Yeah, we went over the last episode. So, good to hear from those guys there. But, hey, before we sign off, remember, reminder, 8 o'clock, 30 minutes from now, come back here on Gators Breakdown. We'll talk some NIL with Florida Victorious. And let me pop it up. Here we go. Here's your rosters for the spring game, if you guys missed it or not. But here's the Orange team roster, and I would say this is probably your number ones. Most of your number ones. If you look, I I quickly glanced at it. I was going to kind of almost reaction with you guys looking at the roster here. But we start with the offensive line Austin Barber, Damian George, Najee Harris, Richie Leonard. I mean, four of those guys right there could be, you know, Barber's going to start. As i guys remember, Najee Harris, the true freshman, fight for a starting job. Richie Leonard's in that starting, in that, in that uh, fight for a starting role. Damian George as well. So, you know, Jake, Jake Slaughter, who I've been high on all spring, Kingsley Iguacan. <laughs> so there's your, there's your first team. If you, you start right there, offensive line, mostly your first team right there. Quarterbacks, Graham Mertz, Jack Miller. If you see at the bottom there, denotes playing for both teams. So the quarterbacks, Jack Miller, Graham Mertz, your top two, will be playing for both teams. I figured that was going to happen. Get both guys reps with the ones. No surprise there. Your running backs, another dead giveaway. This is your first team. You got Trevor Etienne. You got Montreal Johnson. In the same backfield. <laughs> so and you go to wide receiver, Caleb Douglas, Xavier Henderson, Ricky Pierce, all. I mean, yeah, this is your number one offense. So this is the one you'll be paying attention to the most uh, right here, at least for the offense and, 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 and how that and how the offense is configured here. Because you go to the tight ends as well on Sportingham, Aiden Hanson, Hayden Hansen, who we just discussed a good bit in this episode. Uh, they still got, you know, Dante Sanders is in this tight end group as well for the Orange. Keon Zipper still listed. Some of these injured players still listed. Uh, Cam Waits, Keon Zipper, uh that, as you see there. If you go to the defense, defensive side, Chris McClellan, Jamari Lyons, Will Norman, Dez Watson. Guys who play McClellan and Watson, played a lot of football for last year. Jamari Lyons, can he break through as a depth piece on this defensive line? Edge, young, young. Players on the edge here. We get to see Kelby Collins, T.J. Searcy, true freshman there, to go along with second-year player Jack Pyburn for this orange defense. Inside linebackers are a lot of experience here, if you look at this. Jaden Robinson, Deuce Spurlock, two first-year players for the Gators. Spurlock to transfer from Michigan, of course. Jaden Robinson, the true freshman. Justin Pellick, a walk-on. Safeties. Jordan Castell, Jaden Hill, Bryce Thornton, Jamarcus Weston, Dakota Mitchell—you know, a lot of experience, of course. Not the Miguel Mitchell, the Kamari Wilsons of the world. So this is the Orange. Looks like your second team, for the most part. Chris McClellan, you know, Des Watson on the front. I mean, those guys are your number ones as well. But look at this transfer. Florida has. That's, that's why you look, guys. This is where I said I think the Florida's deeper on the defensive line. And you look at the Orange roster. And we'll go compare it to the blue. I mean, McClellan and Norman, or uh, McClellan and Watson, hey, those guys have played a lot of football last year, and they're going to play a lot of football this year. So, defense, at least up front on the defensive line, maybe a little bit kind of split between some of the ones, or who you would consider could be a one. Because you go to keep going defensive back for the orange roster, Jakeem Jackson, Javion Toombs. Uh, you know, so. You know, your defense, mostly, if you look at linebacker, you look at safety, you look at cornerback, you look at edge, not a lot of experience. Not a lot of experience with this orange defense. So let's switch it over. Let's switch it over to the blue team. Offensive line, start right there. As you see the graphic, Keontae Goodwin, Will Harad, Jordan Herman, Roger Kearney. So I said, this kind of you know, lend you to believe this is kind of where your second team offense is. Your running backs, Cam Carroll, Trayon Webb, as we mentioned. Quarterbacks, now this one is a bit different. They do have Max Brown as the first quarterback. Then Graham Merch, Jack Miller, as we said, those guys will be playing for both teams. Wide receivers, Marcus Burke, Jacal Bowman, Andy Jean, Aid Mazell. There's your true freshman that everybody's wa- we're just waiting to see on Thursday night. Quavion Frazier's in that group as well. Tight ends here, Tony Limston, Andrew Savanea. Defensive line, I mean, yep, here you go. This is going to be a lot of your, your starters on defense. Caleb Banks, Cam Jackson, Jalen Humphries, Tyreek Sapp leading the charge here on this defensive line for the blue team. At edge, you got Prince Lee, Umami Yellen, Justice Boone, Antoine Powell-Ryland, Cameron James, Bryce Capers. So this is where your experience comes in at the edge position. You're with Princely and Boone and Antoine Powell-Ryland. Cameron James, a true freshman, learning from that group. All spring, gets to play with them in this spring game. You're inside linebackers, Shamar James to Roger Mitchell, Manny Nunnery, Scooby Williams, Derek Wingo. Derek Wingo, of course. Out for the spring. Safeties, Kamari Wilson, Miguel Mitchell, Jadarius Perkins, you know, the nickels in that little role too. Sharif Denson at cornerback, Jalen Kimber, Jason Marshall. Do have uh, cornerback Sharif Denson playing for both teams here? I didn't remember seeing him on the orange, but on the blue he has a star beside him. So if I overlooked that, maybe I did, but I didn't remember seeing him there. But yeah, I mean this is your first team defense. Keep going at cornerback one more time. Sharif Denson, Jalen Kimber, who's really come on toward the end of spring practice here. Jason Marshall, Devin Moore. So the inside linebacker, I mean, loaded right there, of course. And you you compare it to the uh, orange defense edge as well. So this is how you can tell it's your first team. Kamari Wilson, Miguel Mitchell, the safeties. Interesting to see you know, how they do that. You know, Perkins with the nickel history there uh, at safety. But Sharif Denson, who I've been hearing, getting some reps at nickel at the same time. Listed in the cornerback spot. So, you know, these true freshmen, I do think, you know, still more of an undefined role. And Sharif Denson can play both. But there you go. There is your roster breakdown for the orange and blue game right here the day before the orange and blue game, right here on Gator's Breakdown, giving you how it looks right here on this episode of Gator's Breakdown. But, yeah, lots to uh, – and Jamarcus Weston, of course, you know, switching positions that the defensive side of the ball is to see him, his first little glimpse there. How does he make that transformation from offense to defense? We always hear he's one of the fastest players on the team, but we just don't – we don't see it. Could this be the position move that kind of unlocks it where we get to see it? There you go. There was your look. If you were watching on YouTube, you got your little graphics floor sent out. Put that together quickly, right before we went live here. But uh, really, really good stuff. Looking forward to the Orange and Blue game. won't take too much out of it. Of course, we'll, we'll talk about it in its own little bubble. What it can mean, but making ultimate determinations off that we know. You guys know, we know, you don't take too much from it. Great performances, bad performances. you just hard to know. Hard to know. All right, that would do it. Let me call it right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. If you're watching live, be back in about 20 minutes. Nate Barbera, CEO of Florida Victorious, Florida's new NIL venture. Going to join me right here on Gators Breakdown. We'll talk NIL and the new look there for the University of Florida. I am your host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.